Hey, welcome once again. This is Elle at Iron Dove. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. At Iron Dove, you can find both. Come on down, sign up, talk it up. Let's see what we can figure out. I wanted to talk about the Army today. I've been reading over a number of weeks about the Army's plan to boost its combat power. There apparently has been some problems in recruiting. There's a shortfall, estimates of anywhere between 7,000 and 10,000 soldiers for the year of 2005. No surprise to me, if you enlist in the Army, chances are you're going to Iraq or Afghanistan, you might get your uh, butt shot off. So I'm not surprised, but they seem to be surprised. Funny. Anyhow, um, they're, they're embarking on the six-year plan to boost their power by 40,000 troops. And, and the intention is to reduce non-combat jobs and deploy more people to conflict zones. A career in the Army is, is a serious job. Being in the Army and being a skilled soldier requires education, aptitude, commitment, and uh, it's, it's, not a, uh, it's not like some kind of a mindless profession. The, the kind of equipment that these men and women operate is really high-tech equipment. Bradley Fighting Vehicle. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen one or seen pictures of one, but this is like this really technical, scientific equipment kind of a thing. Night vision goggles, um, you know, smart bombs, all kinds of satellite imaging. And, you know, I mean, these are really technical, really involved systems. And I'm sure it would take me some time to figure out, and, and probably most people. I mean, this is not easy stuff. Not to mention the fact that people who are serious about making a career in the military speak multiple languages, dialects, more than one, more than two. I mean, how many people that you know can do that? So these are really educated, dedicated individuals who are operating these these pieces of equipment and and of course there are also ground troops that that may or may not be specifically operating this equipment but you know the 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 United States Armed Forces is a very well educated machine so smart people I'm sure realize that if most of the people who enlist are going to be sent to Iraq and Afghanistan. It's a dangerous situation. People aren't enlisting because they're not stupid. They're not interested in getting their butt shot off. So the Army is backtracking. And, you know, what the Army does is, is, is if you want to enlist in the Army, there's all kinds of different tests that have to be done to see if, for your fitness to be in this military. I mean, like I said, it's not some mindless job. This is a seriously dedicated, committed profession. So they give aptitude tests. There are physical tests. There's all kinds of things that you have to pass in order to be enlisted in the military. You can't just go, okay, I'm signing up and they take you. 
Um, one of the things that they do is they, they give an aptitude test. And typically, people who score in the bottom third are not accepted. That's because they need people who are educated, high caliber, leadership type people. They need individuals who have problem solving skills, who can be decision makers, who are successful high caliber professionals. And, uh, and it used to be that the Army would accept from the lowest tier of their aptitude test. That figure was increased to 2%, and now the Army is planning to double that to 4%. 4% or roughly 2,900 of the 73,000 recruits who are scoring in the bottom third of the aptitude test. That's a little scary because, again, these are people with guns. These are people that are put in a position where other people's lives are at stake and, and pe other people are putting their lives into their hands. Studies have shown that recruits without a high school diploma and those scoring in the lowest levels on the aptitude tests tend to have more discipline problems. And once again, discipline problems and a gun? Yikes! And in some cases, it's more than a gun. A really big gun! That's a big yikes! Now, these are people who are deployed all over the world representing this country. And in representing this country, they represent our interpretation of freedom, liberty, justice, They are the ambassadors of this country in the villages and towns and heartlands of other countries. Everywhere in the world where there's a U.S. soldier, they represent the United States. Now, I understand the whole army problem. People aren't signing up. I understand. In the same breath, the people that they want to sign up are the intelligent, thoughtful, intellectual people who will look at a situation and say, is that something I should be signing up for? Is that something that I believe in? Is that something I'm going to put my life on the line for? And I think that part of the problem is, and the Army certainly isn't recognizing this or, or hasn't in anything that I've read about Congress's discussions or the Pentagon's thoughts. What they haven't really talked about, because I'm sure this is a faux pas in the political world, is that intelligent individuals will ask the questions. Why? How? Is this important? Is this something I believe in? Is this something I'm willing to risk my life for? 
So I don't know the answer. I really don't. I think that offering a, a $2,500 um, incentive for enlistees to refer other recruits is a little bit extreme. I think $400 a month extra to be willing to be deployed to Iraq or Afghanistan is insulting at the very least. I'm sure that there isn't a single person that's listening to this that doesn't think that their life is worth more than $400 a month. I wonder if it wouldn't make more sense to start enlisting people as instead of soldiers, war soldiers, soldiers, peace soldiers. Now that's not to say that they may or may not carry weapons because there are some very, very dangerous places in this world where no one would want to step foot without a weapon or some sort of self-defense in their hands. On the other hand, if instead of enlisting these talented, bright people to walk around in a desert with guns, maybe it would make more sense to enlist these talented, bright people to start dialoguing with leadership in the area, to be embedded as units in a place like Haiti and start to try to help them form their own governments. As ambassadors of peace instead of ambassadors of war. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's a very, very complicated thing, but clearly there's a problem. And the problem, which would be a co politically like shooting yourself in the foot, is to say, why aren't people enlisting? The real why is because they don't want to get shot at, number one. And number two, they probably don't believe in the president's policy. Now, the people that are there, and this is not to say that I don't support our troops, because I do support them 110%. I believe that they are doing what they believe is right in terms of being American citizens. They are trusting that our government and that our president are making proper and right decisions. Or perhaps they believed that and once they got there and saw what the situation was, maybe they did or didn't believe it. But, you know, they're honorable people and they made a commitment and they're going to fulfill their commitment and then they're going to move on with their lives. But in the meantime, people who aren't there yet are looking at somebody else's experience and saying, well, wait a second, this isn't what they told us. We aren't accomplishing the things that we are setting out to accomplish. You know, the whole premise was we're going to get Osama bin Laden. And we went from there to weapons of mass destruction that didn't in exist to where are we now? A quagmire that may not end for many, many, many years. You know, historically speaking, people can only look back on the most recent conflict and say, well, what happened the last time? Vietnam was a quagmire that went on for on and on and on and on and thousands of people, 50-some thousands died, hundreds of thousands of walking wounded, an entire generation. You know, it's difficult. It's difficult. Anyway, um, sometimes 
I think it's so short-sighted. You know, they, they can't see the forest for the trees. These guys are so involved in their Pentagon data and their, you know, figures and numbers and recruiting and da da da, da that they don't step back and look at the picture. What's the picture? The picture is, it's an endless, ugly quagmire and nobody sees an end or a resolution. And so intelligent, capable individuals are standing back and saying, I believe in this country, but I'm not sure if I want to enlist. And I'm not sure that accepting people who aren't meeting aptitude requirements, who aren't having proper discipline, who aren't committed to being ambassadors of the United States is the right way to go in fulfilling our troop requirements because it's scary. Now you've got people who are really wild cards here. I mean, you know what? Just because they're not educated doesn't mean they're not good people. They could be great people, but that on the other hand, the statistics show that they're having discipline problems and discipline problems and guns just don't get along. So, in short, it's a huge problem. I don't know what the answer is. I do think that this army, as any army, has to be well-educated, dedicated, committed professionals. And, and I think that they are well-educated, dedicated, committed professionals. And I don't think that it makes any sense to undermine the military by changing the standards, quote, lowering the standards so that they can have uh, more bodies. Maybe they just need to be smarter instead of bigger. Anyway, let me know what you think. That's my thought for the day. Bond down, sign up, talk it up, and let's see what we can figure out. Till tomorrow, this is Elle at Iron Dove, signing out.